Welcome to episode 113 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we'll be discussing Holiday from 1938. City Maniacs. I thought you guys were going to sing the whole thing there. Does anybody know what the words are? Like Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. It's Wonderful Life. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Welcome everyone to the Movie City Maniacs. This is our New Year's Eve episode. Uh, Our last episode of 2021. Um, How do you guys feel about... Oh, I'm Kyle, by the way. I'm Maddie. (laughs) And I'm Adam. How do you guys feel 2021? How do you feel about the it year? It has been an interesting year. Let's crack that champagne first. Yeah, I'm I'm okay going over to 2022. Yeah. I, uh, well, 2020 I thought was going to be the worst, and then 2021 we were like, ah, it's going to get better now, and it it's kind of it started. We're in the same fucking spot. It feels like it feels like 2022 is going to yeah. be the same shit. It's been uh, an interesting year to say the least. I think I'll say yeah. Top Gun. Yeah. Is now been delayed another year. Like that was supposed to come out 2020. That's how you know it's a shit yeah, year. Yeah, I've heard 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, like it, it, if it gets delayed to 2023. How you gonna do, man? Like I don't be know. All right? Like I'm gonna <laughs> throw on my volleyball shorts and anger and or You'll be not it won't be like joyful windmill high fives, but like angry windmill high fives. Yeah, like come on, you guys. You've been teasing me at that volleyball yeah. scene in the trailer for too long. I need that. I need that on a big yeah. screen in IMAX. You almost need like Method Man going and teasing you and teasing you and teasing you. <laughs> um, and then how do you I, and goosing <laughs> you and goosing you and goosing you? Now Stick how, that goose right up his ass. Do you think they called Goose and Top Gun Goose because he was always pinching ladies on the bottom? Do you think that's why they called him Goose? I don't think he was doing that. He was married to Meg Ryan. Well, maybe like he was, you know how these Navy guys are, these uh, pilots are. Yeah, I guess he was pinching maybe Maverick. Oh, yeah, maybe. Bottom, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, who said that? I guess girls. Uh, who knows? And, and, and who's got that dream? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's the guy that's <laughs> yeah. sitting over across the way from me. <laughs> I see a little goose egg growing in your pants over there. <laughs> I don't even wait till nighttime anymore. I daydream about that. But uh, All of uh, Kyle's erotic novels are goose and Maverick related. <laughs> yes. Well, I think I talked about it. Me and our, my coworker uh, wrote a Top Gun 2 before it was announced, and it opened up with uh, a volleyball scene in the water. Oh, like a water volleyball scene. Yeah, water volleyball. Or maybe they were playing, um, what's that? Um, water polo? What's the one where you like yell? Um, it's called grab ass. Marco Polo, maybe. <laughs> I forget what it was. That's but, um, uh, Mar- What's Marco Polo? What's that Marco game? Marco Polo. You have to like find the person. One person's blind is closing their eyes or <laughs> yeah, something? Yeah, I know, I know yeah. what Marco oh, Polo okay. is. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're getting off track. How do you guys feel about, we're, we're still kind of figuring out if we are going to do the best, if we probably will end up doing it, but how do you feel about films this year? 
I haven't seen enough. Yeah, it's been a hard year to I, go check I, out movies, right? None of the big hitters yeah. I've seen yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've seen a couple. I saw but Suicide I, Squad and Candyman in theaters, and I think that was like the only movies I actually I saw, saw in theaters Ghostbusters in theaters, and that mm. may be it. But I saw I, Dune. And yeah, Dune, yeah, I Dune. saw Dune. Uh, yeah, it was about it, pretty much the last couple of months I hadn't I seen. have not gone back to the theater. Oh, wow. Ooh. But yeah, there a bunch of them come on Blu-ray. I've been picking them up, so probably in the next couple of weeks I'm going to try to get through some of them and... Hopefully, I can kind of scrounge together some kind of list because right now it's uh, it's not looking good. <laughs> Pretty abysmal. Um, but yeah, I, we'll, we'll see. We'll You've talk got about more. You got that movie with Chloe Grace Moretz or whatever. Oh, the um, what's that called? Cloud of the Sun or Cloud in Your Eyes? Where she's facing a gremlin on the plane. Which <laughs> oh, Gremlin in the Cloud. Oh, yeah, yeah, watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at three thousand gremlins. <laughs> But yeah, there's a bunch coming on Blu-ray. I know French Dispatch is one I'm looking forward to. Uh, Halloween Kills, Last Night in Soho, they're all coming Nightmare out early Alley. next year. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I, I wonder don't if Licorice Pizza will. Mm. I think that one may. I don't know if Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley might be one you might want to see ju- in theaters. It just uh, opened at the place. Yeah, so it yeah. might not be out on Blu-ray in time. So I don't know. That might be one you might want to sneak in and see in theaters before they get shut down again. <laughs> the stuff does come to streaming way quicker oh, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, the new Bond. And yeah, anyways. West Side Story? I actually, I don't like musicals and I don't care about West Side Story, but I like Spielberg and that trailer is a fucking beautiful, it's a beautiful looking yeah. film. Yeah. Like, even if I don't like the music in the, the movie, it's going to be a good looking movie. Have you guys ever seen West Side Story? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, West Side Story, like, it's, it, <laughs> even people that don't like musicals usually can watch that and not be like, well, that was a giant waste yeah, of my time. It still wasn't my cup yeah. of tea. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting off track. I just, I, I guess uh, I don't know any other uh, thing you want to talk about at the end of the year. I have this theory that like uh, me and my buddies at like work, we try to do our um, top ten pr- or top three predictions for like what's going to happen in twenty twenty two. We play, call it Nostradummies. Do you guys have any like uh, predictions what's going to happen this year or like the anything? exact same thing that happened this year? Yeah. Like, do you have any like? Oh, I think like uh, who's that? kid that just got off kyle rittenhouse i have a theory he's going to uh start a podcast and get like a cult following as a personality oh, fuck. i think capes are coming back into style i think that you you've said this before i have actually but I, I still feel it like it's in my heart it's in my heart and i feel that billy joel is going to come out with some sort of jukebox musical that's going to be big on broadway or big in the theaters because it's mm. prime time that billy joel is uh gets his uh, uh fame as a broadway uh, guy so that's my three uh, predictions. I, I think we're going to become the number one podcast out there. <laughs> um, I'm going to be voted um, best looking. Yeah, uh, Hamiltonian, Canadian, maybe Canadian, probably Canadian, Ontario. Yeah. Hey, listen, don't Ontarian. get cocky, Ontario, Ontario. Yeah, yeah. and um, the biggest dick in Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like not penis. Size, no, no, like you're just a big dick, <laughs> the biggest prick in in Hamilton. Um, I want to. I want to have. I feel like you're gonna have to move to Deep River, and then you're gonna win all these awards. <laughs> yeah. I want to have an equal fan base. I want to have like some listeners that love me, and I want to have like maybe sixty percent that hate me and my uh, awful film choices. So <laughs> that's my that's my goal. That's your goal. That's your prediction. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> like, the villain of the podcast. I need to live up to it. You're you know? the heel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if this is a wrestling match, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'll just keep on you know ripping on modern films and whatever else is uh, popular. Get people going. If you were Gregorius, you would be. <laughs> Who was the villain in that movie? The Gregorius? Strangler. The Strangler. Gregorius was in, like in the, Night the, the, the old City. dude. Yeah. In, in, in our uh, 109 episode uh, in, that you can go back and listen to right now on your favorite streaming platform. That, that I'm drinking an eggnog beer, and that's very strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, lot, lot of spice. It's yeah, it's interesting. It's I'm drinking a, a yeah, sure. chocolate chip cookie dough porter. It's from quite, the uh, Society of Beer Drinking Ladies. Actually. It's quite good. Yeah, it's kind of dope, isn't it? And the other one's from Great Lakes. So, cool. Thank you, uh, Brewers, and keep on yeah. making beer. Maybe Ontario, you know support Ontario our Brewers. podcast. Give us some free beer, and we'll promote you guys to uh, the three listeners out there. Um, <laughs> Well, actually, before we do get into it, one thing I wanted to ask, we don't really bug our listeners too much. Uh, we, we we try not to be one of those podcasts that is, you know, always asking for stuff. We're not asking for money. But what we are asking for, it's the end of the year. If you guys have a couple minutes of your spare time, whatever, um, you know, streaming uh, device app you use to listen to us, Apple Podcasts, whatever, leave a review, Facebook, leave a review. There's a spot to leave reviews on there. All that stuff helps us and it helps uh, gain us listeners. The way Apple works when people search for horror, our podcast doesn't come up if you don't have a certain amount of reviews. You need to get a certain amount to get that average. So that that would be huge for us. So any, any kind of reviews is uh, would just you know we'd totally appreciate it. You don't have to write a big paragraph. Just let us know uh, you know what you like. And what if it's just like a giant thumbs down? Would that be cool. That, that still counts as a review, right? I don't know. Review, I guess right? a review. I, I don't know I, if it has to be positive. Give you five stars, <laughs> but like just like a giant thumbs down. <laughs> I'd be for you know as long as we just just. We need reviews up there. We want to know. Give us some stars. And yeah. uh, and let us know. Yeah. Like, and let us know actually what you think. If there's something we can improve on, let us know. If there's stuff you like, let us know so we know to do more of it. You got suge- suggestions for uh, episodes in 2022. Our calendar is not open. We have tons of. It sounds uh, like free the speech at the end of Scrooge you're doing right now. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> pull out some love, man. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, exactly. But if, yeah. If, if you've got an extra sandwich, just give it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he was about giving to others. I want people to give to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, Christmas is over now. It's, it's the exact opposite of Scrooge. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas is over. The, the season of giving is over. Now it's the season of taking. We haven't seen the ghosts yet. Oh, that's and, true, uh, yeah. you know, let, just, yeah, anyways. Uh, but, yeah, uh, seriously, if you guys do have a couple minutes, uh, leave a review. It would uh, really and, help yeah, us. Yeah, subscribe and, to uh, us. Subscribe to whatever streaming platform yeah. you're using it, it all helps and again we would we, building a social network helps us but also helps you so when you guys go on facebook you know we can get I'd, I'd love to have some kind of community growing so when we throw up a movie or you suggest something or you want to talk about a movie we can get some discussion going and it's not mm-hmm. you know just uh you know me all the time so all, all this will help uh build that uh the community we're trying to build i know we kind of let you guys down before we were trying to build this and then we would not come out with an episode for six months that is over we've been consistent for us. i think 40 episodes now and mm-hmm. I, I feel that we finally got it down packed that we're going to stay consistent uh we're not even bi-weekly anymore we are a weekly podcast now yeah. which is pretty crazy to say and I, I feel confident that we can keep that going so yeah we just want to keep on building this uh this little podcast this little maniac uh world so <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, I guess enough of that. Do you guys want to, have you guys watched anything you want to talk about or? Yeah, I, I, I have, uh, I, I guess I could jump in right yeah, away if, sure. if, if you guys are, uh, cool with that. So I watched, um, have you guys heard about this Beatles documentary? Oh, get back, eh? Oh, the Peter Jackson one, The right? Peter Jackson documentary that is eight hours yeah, long. Yeah, it's like three episodes and like they're all like. The first three hour the first one is three hours. Yeah. The second one is uh, three hours, and the third it's one the Beatles, is though. two. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's the, the biggest it's band the Beatles. Of all time, and um, 
Yeah, it's a three-part documentary series. Uh, it's compiled over 60 hours of unseen footage, but also like 150 hours, I think, of audio. So sometimes they're still showing the footage, but you notice like, oh, uh, no one is actually saying this. But they've done it so artfully. Peter Jackson... Uh, they sh- he did. They shall not grow old, which yeah, is the World War. Was, was, was in color, right? Like in color, was, and, yeah. it, and usually I hate those things. Yeah, but it's amazing. Yeah, uh, really well done. Now I did say uh, it, it took him five times uh, longer to to tell the story of the Beatles recording one album <laughs> than to cover the entirety <laughs> of World War One. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's the, it doesn't really matter. Hey, so thumbs up. But wait, listen. Something's more important than other things, all right? (laughs) So this is them making what eventually will be "Let It Be," um, which is their last released album, but not the last album they ever they ever recorded. That would be Abbey Road. Uh, And there's some there's some tension, and they they meet at this Twickenham studio, and they're going there to make a television show. Um, And it's really Paul McCartney kind of like driving, like trying to get them to do stuff, and. George Harrison wants more of his songs. John Lennon's just like not super into it at he, first. He's a bit flighty, right? They're not flighty. He's kind of like, ah, eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to do yeah. whatever. I don't have that many songs right now yeah. that I want to do. Ringo is awesome. Ringo, mm-hmm. I have so much respect for because if you've been in a band, this is like a window into that world and into the arguments, into the dynamics. The, uh... Like I, I really related to Paul McCartney, just like yeah. trying to just, you, you feel like an asshole trying to make people do stuff. Trying but to if get you Maddie to actually yeah, do things. get off his ass and do something. Get on Twitter, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and his basic thing is like, if we don't do, if we don't say we're going to do something, we're not going to do anything. And I was like, Oh fuck, I've, I've lived this. Yeah. Life. <laughs> Um, and, but there's magical moments like where he creates get back out of thin air. He just has, starts doing a riff and then, and then get back becomes a song. And it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and there's, there's all these moments, the way they're talking with one another is just super fascinating. They're, you know, they're really interesting people. You can tell like they love each other, but they still have this deep seated resentment for each other as well. Yeah. Right? There, like, there's, there's stuff that's growing and George is d- definitely at first and he leaves the band after, that that's what he walks out. He walks like, out at the end of the first, uh, um, he was the first Beatles episode. to split up. He, he was he, the first, he, he, in got, this, he comes back. He comes like back, him. but. A lot of it is George basically being like, I'm as good of a songwriter as you two now, yeah. and you guys don't take me serious. And there's another uh, footage, or like, I think it's audio just of them doing Abbey Road. Uh, this isn't part of the movie, yeah. but where Paul's like, well, I never thought you wrote any good songs until this album. Yeah. So, that's so like he does such like, a- my guitar gently weeps and Taxman aren't good songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, fuck you. All right. Um, so there's that attitude. Does Paul come across as a dick to these guys? No, does, not at all. Does John and like Yoko, does Yoko come across as no, a dick? No, Yoko is just kind of sitting beside John quietly, not disrupting things, but is always there, is yeah. always with him. Uh, occasionally jams with them and just does her like, kind of, kind of deal. Um, yeah, they all look, come across looking good. I'd say John, maybe the least, like he, he occasionally like, goofs around so much you're just like fuck man just play a song yeah uh, and i know some people that are huge Beatles fans i will say this this is kind of for fanatics yeah okay uh it is a lot of hearing the same song over and over and over again it'll be it'll remind you kyle of listening to our band uh above your bedroom <laughs> 
playing the same 30 seconds of a song for hours. And that's yeah. what and these guys are doing. And then yelling at each other. And then yeah. playing the same 30 seconds over and over. Um, very relatable. Uh, but I did find the repetition, even for me, it sometimes it's almost like I went into a trance and it, it wasn't necessarily that interesting anymore. It was like... Did you digest this in like a day or did you no, like, no, I I, watch three hours and a couple of days later watch three hours and a couple of days yeah, later Yeah, I, I did uh, the first part in two sections, which is the I think the longest one, and the yeah. second part in two sections. And the third part I just did in one. Yeah. I, I found the second part the least interesting. It's like, okay, uh, I've heard, uh, you know, I've now heard Get Back a thousand times. A, a thousand times. I've now, I, Eric Clapton and Billy Preston make appearance in this? Billy Preston does. So yeah. Billy Preston comes, who's, who's the keyboard player who ends up playing with them, and they're kind of not really getting the energy up. They, they first start in this Twickenham, then they go to Apple to kind of mm-hmm. really bring it together, and it culminates with them playing on the rooftop, which is this famous. It ended up being a movie, Let It Be. Yeah. But this, this is way more interesting than that. Billy Preston comes in the room. They all... Light just up, light up. He he gets them right away. He gets the vibe of the songs. So I've heard "Don't Let Me Down" and I got a feeling like yeah. a million times at this point because that's th- them just working on these songs. And I'm getting sick of it. He comes in, the songs come to life, and you see them start to click. Yeah. Um, and what's cool at the end is you see the actual takes that are on the album. So they'll be running through the long and winding road a million times, being like, "Oh, we don't, yeah. we don't get this, we don't get this." And they'll do a take that's brilliant, but they don't even realize it because they're so exhausted. Yeah. And and the the title comes. This is the take that ends up being on the album. Oh, that's Let it cool. Be. And but you see how lost you can get even when you're in the middle of it mm-hmm. as a band and a band uh, in in the throes of things that are going wrong but it almost sets up what ends up going wrong other than that drama with george for the most part they're getting along yeah uh you can tell they love each other there's still a lot of love in the room they're talking about plans but then you hear about alan klein who's the manager that eventually lennon really goes with and gets george and ringo on his side and paul's with the eastman because of his his uh eventual life uh wife linda mccartney it's it's excellent if if you're a fan of of music and and uh, and you're a Beatles fanatic uh, like I think it's a must watch. I think your Beatles fanatic will probably be like 10 out of 10 this greatest yeah. thing I've ever seen. I've been wait like you could they they can eat this up. I'm at this point in my life not a fanatic anymore. Like mm-hmm. there uh, this isn't a band I, I I grew up on the the first band when I was like 5 years old that I become you're obsessed up. Um so the 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 the, D, the DNA is there. But for me, occasionally it was a little bit much. Uh, okay, I, I get this. Ideally, this would have been a two-part miniseries or two-part series instead of a three-part. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it seven point five. Uh, still a high score. Uh, really, really well done, and and it looks gorgeous. Yeah. Like well, it opens up, and you're like, "What year is this? Yeah. How the fuck did he make?" It? And the restoration process, I guess, was intense. And there's a whole new team in in New Zealand, and I'm really interested in what Peter Jackson is going to do next. Might do with restoration. Yeah. Well, see, I'm pissed off about Peter Jackson and all these docs he's doing because this is what's holding him back. He's, I guess, uh, bad taste. Meet the Fables and Brain Dead. None of those have had it. Well, Meet the Fables. I don't even know if it had an official DVD. Yeah, I don't think so. Bad Taste hasn't had a Blu-ray, and Brain Dead had a, a Blu-ray but a shitty transfer. And he's mm-hmm. he's got these, and he said, "Well, I'm gonna." I'm working on the transfers when I, in my free time. I feel like this has been going on for like ten years. I feel <laughs> like it'll happen now because I think he needed this technology, 
and they worked yeah, out well, all this it, kind of stuff with the they Beatles. shall not grow old and the Beatles one um he he talks about it basically f- they learned so much about taking film stock that's old and doing stuff you never know with that guy he might be like i don't like how these look i'm just not going to do them yeah yeah he might have already done it and then and and just said him. no this isn't good enough um and, and yeah, yeah, I it, think it they is were remarkable. To come out after the the Hobbit, or before the Hobbit, actually, and then he got pulled back in the Hobbit when the Del Toro right left. And it, it's the this is the because I've seen a lot of the original footage they use. This looks so much better because it's transferred better now. Mm-hmm. So the original film is they've done an initial better job with it. Then he's going in fixing all the 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 actual like imperfections that have happened just from time, not yeah. that they wouldn't have been there. It's one of the best looking docs I've ever seen. In my Where's life. that one? Is that on Apple? Disney. Disney. Oh, Disney. Uh, cool. Um, I, I I'll talk about this really quickly because I know um we've did our Christmas episodes. Christmas is pretty much over, but I did watch uh, a Christmas Carol or um, Scrooge. Uh, if you go by the uh, the official British name from 1951. Uh, I've seen this many times. This, this is Alistair Sim. The Alistair Sim yeah. version. This is probably my favorite version. Yeah, um, it's too. it's fantastic. I always forget he, how good. He's the this... one guy who gets both the uh, angry curmudgeon um, yeah. Ebenezer and actually the uh, joyful Ebenezer. Well, like, I think all the ghosts are like they're all yeah. perfect in this too. Because usually, like every movie, there's always like there's one ghost that isn't great. Whether you know the past one is a little bit bad. Yeah. And the um, uh, what, what's the character that first uh, his his partner uh, uh, Marley um, Marley. The Marley in this is fucking scary. Yeah, like it's, he is spooky. It's, it's scarier than most horror films. And like again, the, the effects and stuff they do for this in 1951. Yeah, I I, I love this movie. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Uh, I, I don't know too much to say about it. If I'm sure everyone's seen yeah. a Christmas Carol, but if you're going to watch one version, I recommend this version. I was surprised too, like because it's a VCI who's not you know some of their transfers are god awful, mm-hmm. but they actually put a lot of work. I think they released this and it wasn't great, and then they released it. It's actually got is this like public domain. I think it. I don't know. It might be because yeah. yeah, it's really weird that yeah, like Arrow or not Arrow Criterion or someone hasn't picked this up because mm-hmm. it's it's a classic film and I'd love to see what they could do with it. But I was surprised how well this Blu-ray uh, looked uh, on, on the big screen, so I, I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna give it uh, eight, eight and a half out of ten. Oh wow, it's, uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, like I'm trying to think if this is my. You probably enjoy Scrooge more, I assume. Like, I wouldn't uh, call it the same story. Like it's yeah, it's a different kind of thing. Yeah. Like Scrooge has just become part of my DNA because yeah. I've watched it for yeah. like I've done. This will be Bill Murray twenty this year. Yeah. And, what, what, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know what the second movie is, mm. and I, I got to see what all happens with the yeah yeah the Omicron <laughs> yeah. But one of the things where I, I that's t- it's twenty, but I was watching it for at least five. 15 years yeah. almost before that. So how many times I've seen Scrooge? Like 34 times or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's a movie I've seen more than any other movie. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Christmas movies, this is like up there. Like this, I may have two Christmas carols in my top five. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think most of them are good. Again, we did uh, on our old podcast, we <laughs> covered like them all. In a row. I think we did 10 or 15 in one month. And George uh, C. Scott one is great. The problem yeah, with George C. Scott, I don't find him like being like happy. He's so, like, still uh, curmudgeon at the end. Like, oh, I'm so goddamn happy. <laughs> There's a thir- I think a 34 version that's good, <laughs> and... Um, Surprisingly, I don't like the, musicals, the but there's a musical version that's kind of fun. Actually, the Fonz one is pretty mm. good too, called an American Christmas Carol, and that's set during like the Depression. I era. like the the Muppet one. 
The yeah. Muppet, see, everyone thinks that's the best. It, I, I like that one, but it's... I, I don't I would, think it's the best, but I, I like that one. I would put a lot yeah. of these ones above it. I just know, like, any time, like, I, 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 put a, I create a list on Letterboxd, and, like, the first comment was, this, no is, Muppets? this is wrong, Muppet yeah. should be number one or something. <laughs> I know, like, those, people are, like, really fanatic about that one. Like, everyone thinks And it came out, and it wasn't a big deal at all no. when that movie yeah. happened. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is good, I think but, people have kind of, like, a grown-up to every year they watch it. I think my it. problem is, again, like, it's Muppets, so, like, you, it's hard to take it too seriously. Like, you have kind of fun with it, but you can't get into it the same way on, like, any emotional level that you can some of these other ones where he's seeing his sister dying or, you know, you're watching this guy's relationship fall apart with, like, the, the love of his life and all this stuff, like... And greed taking that happens over. with Michael Caine in this. Yeah, it's not the same though when it's with like a rat and a pig. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, it's great. Uh, but the, the other movie I did watch, um, so that's it for Christmas. I didn't want to go too much into too much Christmas. I did watch uh, a movie from 1999. I picked up the Kino Blu ray called The Last of the Finest. Have you guys heard of this? I don't no. think so. So this is like a 90s kind of buddy cop movie. It's got uh, Brian Dennehy. It, it's pretty much the typical. It's like this. these were the 90s actors. Like Brian Dennehy, of course, yeah. from FX. and all Tommy ton, Boy. T- tons of 90s films. Yeah. Uh, it's got Joey Pants, uh, Jeff Fahey, and Bill Paxton. Oh, wow. And uh, they're a group of, yeah, a bu- group of buddies that are also cops. And they, it opens so it's up. it's a buddy cop movie. Buddy co- it's a buddy cop movie, but when you say buddy cop, I think of like Lethal Weapon and Rush Hour. These like, are re- the real buddies. These are yeah. like four guys, which, yeah, there's not a lot of these, but if they, I, I like these movies when you do have the, like, it's a whole group of good friends. Um, anyways, they infiltrate uh, some drug operation, um, but it seems like they're kind of getting pushed back from their superiors. Maybe, you know, oh, they have some of them are involved. The yeah, so well, what happens is, I won't spoil who, but one of them is murdered in the group, and they're pissed, and they hand in their badges, and they're going to be kind of come, um, I guess, vigilantes. It would be vigilantes and go after these guys uh, outside of the law. There's a great scene where, like, they need money, so they... They know, like, they know where all the, the drug dealers are, and they don't give a fuck now. They don't have to go by the, the rules, so they get a dump truck and just smash through the guy's house and steal all his drug money. So they have uh, money for their own their equipment Bank and stuff. Their- um, and yeah, and it gets into you find out like it gets it's more than just drugs. They're smuggling weapons and stuff. Um, I it was okay. It was just okay. Like I liked I liked the relationship between the guys. But like other than that, everything else was just. Okay, like, and you don't really like Bill Paxton, right? Oh, I love, I love, <laughs> I love me some Bill Paxton. Oh, no, I was thinking Bill Pullman. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, just the villains are forgettable. Like they kind of blend in, and there's to me like these movies. You need a great sinister villain, and you don't really get that in this. Like you think the like guy Rhea Perlman, exactly. <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> if she was a drug lord. <laughs> She was a bad uh, villain in one of the Matilda and uh, the Halloween uh, special I watched this year. But uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, like the person that kills one of the group members, he should be this guy. Like, fuck this guy. We're getting him. I don't even know if they like it matters or if he even gets to come up and maybe it does. It's because they got each other. <laughs> no matter what goes wrong, they don't have to get too worked up. Well, Jeff Fahey's going to yeah. go down on them. It's just, I don't know. There, <laughs> there was no like the set pieces, the action. Nothing was really stood out to me. So I'm going to give it five and a half out of ten. They're not couples um, in this? That act would be amazing. I thought it was like... There, there were couples on a vacation. F- I don't know. The I, was, I, I wasn't really. You know. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't paying attention. What are you giving? I you said again? Brian Henry. Five, five and a half. Okay, so Maddie. Brian Henry, stop paying attention. I watched Jojo Rabbit, and it's a movie about this kid who is, I guess, it takes place in like Austria in like a World War II. This kid is obsessed with Hitler. He wants to be a Nazi. 
Uh, so he has this imaginary partner. Hitler as, was the the head of the Nazi party. Yes, he was yeah. the head of the SS. <laughs> So he has this imaginary partner, uh, like Hitler, and he is just kind of like having this buddy game. And this movie has so weird tones. Like it's, yeah. it's a comedy at one point, and it gets really melodramatic at another point. Is this your first time seeing it? Yeah, it's my okay. first time watching it. I'm like, I'm going to love this movie. It felt really flat for me. Like I couldn't get yeah, I felt into the same it. Way. I just couldn't get over that like comp of like, oh, it's kind of funny that he it's, has... It's my least favorite uh, of... Taiki, uh, yeah, yeah. Tiki. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I agree the tone, it is like tonal over the place like one second you're laughing and then it's like oh there's yeah, someone like, hung out front it's yeah, like i it don't know it seems odd like, i don't know what they were trying to do with that the like, the, seemed... the and the culmination battle scene yeah, is, was kind of bad yeah it didn't really hit me on and any I, level and i didn't like him as hitler like it that much like i i, I, I kind of liked him as hitler it was like okay that the comedy didn't hit me but i liked him just kind of being a dope like, yeah you know but i feel like he to make it work to make it like yeah. actually have teeth Mm-hmm. You kind of have to have Hitler being a little bit more fierce, yeah, or something, yeah. or yeah, maybe that's why it didn't really. There's never a switch like he's this like charming. He, they try guy. to do that. It, it, he plays like too goofy or something. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I guess you can't really have like a movie with Hitler with teeth these days, right? Like no, be... but like there should be at least some sort of layers to yeah. it. It felt like a sketch. Yeah, it, yeah, it felt like a, like like a rejected SNL sketch yeah. that went on for too long. Yeah, but anyways, the comedy wasn't there, the melodramatic wasn't there, the story didn't really hit me. But Sam Rockwell was like, "All right, yeah, he he's, he might have saved this movie. Like he made it a bit more enjoyable. He's for great, me. and and uh, the the girl, yeah, the uh, the uh, I don't want to give anything away, but like there was a someone there that shouldn't be there. Um, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's and she's really in the good. new Del Toro movie. Yeah, um, she's one of the leads. Primarily, yeah. Okay, so I'm giving it a six point five. Like I was really. Excited about it. Yeah, I may this, even give it a six. Like, yeah. it was m- one of my biggest disappointments. Yeah, of that, I was really disappointed. Maybe I was expecting too much out of it, but. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, Adam, what, what did you watch? Uh, I watched a, uh, a Cluster f- Funk Christmas. <laughs> cluster Funk Christmas, eh? It's like a, a cluster with the. the I saw you watch this. I recommended, like, these cool crime kind of Christmas movies and he's like I don't think I'm going to have time to watch any Christmas movies this year and then look and this fucker watch this piece of shit <laughs> so it, it was that or between elves this was uh, Tammy that we went through all the stuff that was like on this elves stream. with like a, it was a, a horror movie or something from like the 1980s with that one no, no this is a new one um, uh, that just came it's a it's a series it's like six episodes or something oh, I think it was is it? like Grizzly yeah. Adams oh thank god we didn't start that then um, yeah it, I think they're like half an hour episodes I was going to watch it because I was like, ah, it's about two and a half hours total. But, uh, anyways, this is a, a send up of all the Har- Hallmark films that like basically invade people's lives, which oh, okay. I, I've never really. This is a comedy with uh, what's her face was in it. Yeah, um, this is Anna Ga- uh, yeah. Uh, Gaster and Rachel Dratch. I I, I, Dratch. I I always like Rachel Dratch mm-hmm. a lot too, and they they wrote this. Um, and yeah, it's a send up of all these Hallmark movies. Was uh, it funny? It it, it is, but yeah. the problem with this is that it. You're still watching one of these movies. At first, it's playing everything like really to fucking not eleven, but like fifteen. Yeah, everything's so so heightened, but you can't keep that energy up, up the whole time. You have to have a plot that drives and that is the fucking hallmark yeah. plot. But they stopped. 
I think they stop being as ridiculous or the ridiculous starts to just wear on you and you don't notice it as yeah. much. Um, it's still occasionally funny. The leads are both funny. It's the one guy who who played the other, uh, the Canadian member of the the girly show on 30 Rock. Um, he, he's the guy that comes oh, in halfway yeah, yeah, through and Danny. Jenna doesn't. Danny, yeah. Uh, uh, and and he he's fine in this. The mm-hmm. lead is he's good. He's got chops. He's got, yeah, and he plays, he's supposed to be the, the hunky guy that, yeah. He's going to take the girl away. I've seen some of these Hallmark movies being at people's houses, you know, enough we to know like what's going on. 18 of them at my work mm-hmm. like every year. Well, I think we this year we just did five or six of them. Yeah, that's it's they're insane. <laughs> not I don't know if they're necessarily we, we do the Netflix ones, I think not the Hallmark ones, but yeah, it's crazy. But it never goes up to like David Wayne they they came together levels of just like almost yeah, delirious. Yeah. Like I think it needed to go more re- Delirious and off track yeah. to really grab me. I'm gonna give it a six though. Like um, they tried, it, it was always entertaining. Even though uh, I, I would say like if if 30 minutes into this, I was like, this is way funnier than it has any credit. And then you start just kind of like, oh yeah, it's kind of the same joke on the how stupid these Hallmark movies are. They also, I, it seems like it's very true to them as well. Yeah, like it's trying to get the look of them and 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 uh, the all the beats. So maybe if somebody ha- has those as guilty pleasures, they would really really this enjoy this. Might be like a nice little uh, treat for them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I watched uh, just two more. I'll talk about two more winter horror. I've been trying to mix those in with the Christmas. Um, I guess it goes into January too, so I still mm. have a couple more to, to fit in. But uh, two two that I've been wanting to uh, watch for a while. Snaps released this one on Blu-ray from 1983. Curtains. Have you guys heard of this? one? Oh yeah, the Canadian. Uh, yeah, number, this right? is. It's kind of not a classic, but it has a, it has a fan base. I think yeah. it was like lost for a long time. Yeah, Canadian production filmed in Toronto Be- behind someone's curtains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might oh, have oh, one oh. of the best like VHS covers. It's like this guy with the mustache and this lady like. A little girl like peeping through like his mustache. It, oh, no, it, it kind of looks like a vagina, and it's like a little doll, doll uh, girl or something. Yeah, it, it's fucking like the VHS cover is so cool. So yeah, it, it it's cool because it's it's a Cana- uh, T- Toronto and Muskoka production. Uh, it opens up with this famous actress is being committed to an asylum, but you t- you uh, find out that it's all ruse. She's actually just uh, preparing for her role in this movie, so she's she's going to go undercover and actually be, go into it and really, you know. Method, this method shit. actor, yeah, the part. But her boyfriend uh, slash the director, played by John Vernon, who people oh, know yeah. as the the prick sheriff and killer clowns, and he's in Animal mm-hmm. House as the um, the dean. Um, he he he's the uh, yeah. He decides he's going to leave her <laughs> there, and so people think she's actually nuts. Uh, and he instead invites a bunch of women to his cabin. Uh, and he's gonna, you know, they're gonna audition for the role. Of this it, it's supposed to be this like this big movie, this, this big important movie. Um, and uh, but anyway, she escapes from the asylum, uh, and she's now gonna try out. The problem with this movie is it's very fucking messy. It's like all this stuff happens. She goes to the asylum, and then it just cuts, and then he's got these women in his cabin, and then it cuts to her, and she's escaped, talking to her friend in front of the fire, saying. Uh, he left me. I'm going to get revenge. Like it, it seems very messy. And if you read up on it, it apparently it was. Me. I think it was filmed and then it sat on the shelf for a year and they rewrote parts. They refilmed a bunch of stuff. They actually replaced one actress. The director took his name off the project. So it's one of those ones where they just kept on just messing with it. Right. It doesn't have a good flow. It's a bit messy. But what it does have 
is a cool winter environment. Uh, the killer is awesome looking. It's like this old woman hag mask. Mm. And like you mentioned, there's a great, it's it, it's famous scene? for this great uh, kill where yeah, the killer is coming on skates on the ice with like a big, uh, what do you call those? The farmers use like a sickle? Sk- sickle or something. To, yeah, after them, which is cool. It, ha- it has a couple other cool set pieces. There's one in a room with like mannequins. Uh, and also every time there's a death, like you find there's always this creepy ass doll around. Like the one scene, like the woman sees like this hand buried in the snow and she's like thinks that someone starts digging and it's like the doll and like this doll is always appearing at death scenes and it's very creepy so all all that really works but yeah as a plot it's just a disaster but as you know some of the there's some cool slasher elements in there i'm gonna give it six and a half out of ten like i I think it's still enjoyable there's enough there for you to enjoy watching it if you're a slasher fan like me but Mm -hmm. um yeah don't go in Excuse me, looking for any plot. Um, the only other one I want to talk about, and I won't talk about too much, is I just picked this up from the Arrow Sale uh, Chill Factor from 1993. Again, it looks like another kind of slasher film set in the winter. Uh, it opens up. There's a snowball or snowball snowmobile accident. A group of friends end up uh, in this abandoned cabin that I guess previously was used for some religious camp. And um, I guess you you learn they find like papers and stuff around that this. Uh, camp was shut down because they were doing devil worshiping awesome. at this cabin. But yeah, the they start fooling around with this uh, Haitian, Haiti, Haitian, yeah, uh, Ouija board, um, which is uh, it is like the same thing as like an American. No, Ouija it's board? actually kind of it was probably yeah. the the highlight of the movie. It's like this weird board that has like this eyeball in the middle, and then there's like this thing that blade that kind of turns around and points. Oh, that's kind of. Cool. I thought that was kind of cool, but they fool around with it, and then it, it, it there's possession and. Bullshit! It, it sucked. I, oh, I did not. That sucks. I did not. It took about forty minutes. Like forty minutes is like they're them at this restaurant talking. Then they go and have this accident. And then it's like him laying down and they're trying to take him. It's like forty minutes before any horror elements happen. The whole movie is only an hour and twenty minutes. And then again, I feel like this is the same thing. Like it seems like there, there's something. I think I forget. Was it not? It was shot somewhere else, and I don't know if they dubbed the language or something. It's messy. Oh, and the best part, so I didn't even... It opens up with this terrible narration, and it's the survivor of the film is now an old lady. Oh, like Titanic style? She's supposed to be in the 2000s something. It never shows her. You could tell they added this after the fact. I think this was the inspiration for Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. It's like like almost like... That's where they got the chill factor from? (laughs) Like an iceberg? Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like they thought this slasher film was too confusing that they needed a narration to explain it. So it's her in the in the future in the two thousands because it came out. It's a ninety three movie, even though it feels like maybe in the late eighties, mid eighties. And she has this narration throughout the whole time, telling what's happening. It's so bad, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? There's also like they keep on like hinting, like you're like, ooh, we're gonna get some sleaze and nudity and stuff, like an eighty slasher. And it's all, and then it like goes to like this PG, which again, I don't care. I don't need nudity in my films, mm. but like they spend all this time setting up for it, and then it's like. It's like, no, we, we can't show nudity. We got to keep yeah. this PG for money. Hey, ch- just, chill out, everybody. <laughs> the, the movie sucked. The only thing I will say, there is a really cool icicle in the eye scene, which I dug. Um, but yeah, I, as a film, it was just, it was bad. I'm going to give it uh, three out of oh, 10. Wow. It, it was hard. Like, it wasn't even like, this is so bad. This would be fun with beers and stuff. Again, you would it's just, just bad. be bad. It'd be, you'd be bored because it's like 40 minutes before anything happens. Like, yeah, not a not a great movie. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so skip uh, Chill Factor from Arrow if you're looking because if you're basing on the cool cover that looks so awesome. Uh, Maddie, do you have anything else? I watched. Um, you guys knew who Dan Harmon is, the uh, creative yeah. community. 
Um, he recorded this movie, uh, I guess. Harmontown, right? Harmontown, yeah. I, I haven't seen this, but it's I've actually heard kind of dope. He has things. a podcast. And he went to, like town to town and just kind of uh, recorded his podcast. But what makes this interesting is he brought this uh, dungeon master. So they played like Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. on stage in like forty different cities, which seems kind of lame, but it's fucking. Awesome, and the story is about the uh, tour. I of forgot this. you're a big D and D guy, right? Yeah, well, I, I I was into it for a while, but you, uh, you COVID dabbled? kind of uh, put an end to my D and D love. But it's cool to see this like guy who he just kind of plucked out of obscurity become this uh, well, not big, but like a celebrity in this tour ha. bus, like just some nerd who's good at D and D. Such an interesting story, and Dan Harmon is a funny dude, man. Like I really, he's charming, but he's still a dick, <laughs> which right. is kind of cool. So I'm going to give this a 7.5. It's such an interesting documentary. Which one? When I look up Harmontown on IMDb, there's Harmontown 2012 starring Dan Harmon and yeah. Harmontown 2014 starring Dan Harmon. I think... 2014, <laughs> I think, the, yeah. is, the, is the movie. Okay. Maybe the other one's a podcast? Maybe, I don't know. Because it's named after the podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's an IMDb. Oh. I have no clue. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I watched uh, from 2013, The World's End. Uh, oh, nice. Edgar oh. Wright. Okay, yes. This is the... the end one, of the Cornetto trilogy, The right? end of the Cornetto trilogy. This is the one where uh, Simon Pegg is this guy that's basically stuck in the past, Gary King, and he's trying to get his four other friends together to go and do the Golden Mile. This is yeah, the, the pub crawl. The pub crawl that they never finished on the greatest day of his life. Hmm. Um, I love this. Uh, this is a movie that I enjoy, and it seems like everyone else hates. It's like This is like the... The Black Sheep of the Cornetto trilogy. Cornetto trilogy. What did you think of it? Yeah, I, I really like it a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I think it's 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 interesting. Like, there's parts of this I might like better than all of the other ones, but maybe it doesn't overall quite hit some of the 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 like the other ones. There's clear reference points too, mm-hmm. right? Where it's 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 easy for. Okay, hot fuzz. We're gonna do action scenes. Action scenes. Point break, and, and you're gonna yeah. also go to the kind of like the town, like the Wicker Man yeah. or, or or whatever. And, and, and then uh, you you have Shaun the Dead, of course, zombie and horror yeah. horror films. This one isn't. You can't like go. Oh, that's this, which yeah. is good. Yeah, because it feels very original and very uh, exciting. I, I love the look of the um, like the monsters. Like the, oh yeah, they, they like. The aliens, whatever they, I don't the remember. robots, yeah. robots, as they yeah. call them. Yeah, like, do you know what robots? Uh, <laughs> the definition of robots are. I, I just love how easily they fall apart. Like they're still dangerous, but like you can easily rip a head off. And I, I don't know. It just seems like it'd be yeah. fun to fight them. No, it's great, and, and, the, and the action set pieces the are ink, great too. Yeah. yeah, and it comes out of nowhere too because yeah. it sets up. And I think maybe this is why people like it uh, for. It, on both ways. Some people are really into the movie. They like these friends that are going yeah. on this trip yeah. and then all of a sudden it becomes like these aliens that have taken over their, their home yeah. town. Or, yeah. uh, and then other people want that movie and then they get a lot of this kind of like emotional mm-hmm. aspect that, that mm-hmm. seem... I, I feel like the tone works together. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Love, I love both halves. That's what I love about it. I love the first half where it's kind of playing on nostalgia and you know, thinking about you're getting old and, and you know. Yeah, your buddies all like grow up yeah, and exactly. move away from you. And, like, and then the, uh, the second half is just insane fun. Probably some of the motivation of the characters is, is maybe. It's suspect. But, yeah, a yeah. little bit suspect. You know, m- like most of Edgar Wright's movies, some of that, the emotional beats of of what's happening um, 
you know, he he doesn't really excel at that yeah. at that at that part. It's kind of very broad. And this one needs to be occasionally, I think, less broad because you're trying to really get to a deep seated yeah. thing that has happened and, and maybe it rushes through. I still think this is uh that Cornetto tri- trilogy is amazing, and I, you know, I've I've now gone through all Could of them. Could you rank them? It's real tough. This yeah. might be the third, my third favorite, but it's yeah. it's so close. I haven't seen Hot Fuzz since it came out. And I didn't love it. That's the one I, I've been meaning to really review. That it. one holds up like on oh, yeah. second viewing. Like, see, I remember yeah. being so disappointed. I think I've talked about because I thought it was going to be like a parody yeah. of like action films, and it's really not. Like, no, it's more of a horror film that has kind of, like it kind of touches on action mm-hmm. films, but it's more of like still a horror film. Like mm-hmm. you, like you said, like Wicker Man or something like the reference. There's some of that, that, but I, I, I thought it, there was more. Like I, so I've rewatched all three of them now in the span of just over a year. I think. Okay. Um, I assume it goes in like chronological order. Like I Shaun think it of the does. Dead, Pop Fuzz, and then yeah. World's End. I, I, but they're not far apart. Yeah. Again, like it, it doesn't drop like precipitous. I'm going to give this one eight. Okay. Um, and it's bordering on an eight point five, and Hot Fuzz is. An eight point five bordering on nine. nine, and Sean was for me was a nine, nine bordering on nine point five. I, I think actually yeah. that one's just the nine. Yeah. Like it, I don't think there. Yeah. I, I think, and and I I I also watched Scott Pilgrim again, and thinking I missed this. I I, I you know everybody loves this now. It's Something's become a cult up. favorite. Did you hate it? I didn't really like it at yeah. all. Not um, hate it, but like eh. I, I I might not watch that movie ever again. Uh, what about Baby Driver? I like Baby Driver yeah. too, and people have pro- a problem with that. Mm. Um, after the first sequence, they f- feel like it falls apart. I haven't watched that twice. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping to watch that twice before I see the the new one as yeah. well, um, which hasn't got amazing reviews. But I'm still excited yeah. to, to to see it. Oh, last night in Soho. Last night in Soho. Uh, I, I thought it was doing pretty well. I don't know. At least I, at least in the groups I'm in, it seemed like people were doing. It does seem like it's one of those ones though that it's gonna it divides you, it divides audiences. Like some people love it and think it's the best of the year, and and some other people said things. not enough Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> you did you watch anything uh, else? No, that that's it for me. Maddie? That's it for me. You uh, should we go in it? Yes, jump yeah, in. Yeah, we actually. I we think we even, all deserve to take a next holiday. Well, <laughs> we didn't even mention, did we, that we are covering. This episode, I don't know. We usually mention we the beginning. We just sang the fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> we were so, we were too excited, but we're covering a holiday from 1938. This is, of course, the it takes place on New Year's Eve for most of film. How's your garden grow, Case? Is life wonderful where you are? Can be, but it hasn't been. Well, I don't call what I've been doing living. And what do you recommend for yourself, Doctor? A holiday. Follow. As long as I need. You mean just to play? No, no. I've been working since I was ten. I want to find out why I'm working. The answer can't be just to uh, pay bills and to pile up more money. And even if you do, the government's going to take most of it. Yes, but what is the answer? Well, I don't know. That's what I intend to find out. You know, the world's changing out there. There's a lot of new, exciting ideas running around. Some of them might be right and some might be cockeyed, but they're affecting all our lives. They want to know how I stand, where I fit into the picture, what it's all going to mean to me. Well, I can't find that out sitting behind some desk in an office. So as soon as I get enough money together, I'm going to knock off for a while. Quit? Quit. I want to save part of my life for myself. There's a catch to it, though. It's got to be part of the young part. You know, uh, retire young, work old. Come back and work when I know what I'm working for. Does that make sense to you? A young man in love with a girl from a rich family finds his unorthodox plan to go on holiday for the early years of his life met with skepticism by everyone except for his fiancée's eccentric sister and long-suffering brother. Yes, we are talking about Holiday from 1938. 
Uh, this is, uh, we kind of, you know, say it mentioned, but we kind of each chose either a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. and uh, this was, uh, Adam chose the New Year's movie, and this was his pick. He's seen this before and enjoyed it. I believe this first time watch first for First time you, watch for me? And uh, first time watch for me. Can so, I make a confession? Yeah. This is my first Hepburn movie. Oh really? I've never seen another. Like, I haven't seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, I, think I don't think what this else? is not Audrey seen. Hepburn. Yeah. yeah, she's not in Breakfast at Tiffany's. I don't think I've seen any oh, wait, Audrey. This is Catherine Hepburn. Oh, I thought it was the same girl. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no. Well, this is my okay first Hepburn movie. Is there any? Is relation? this her mom or sister? Or? No, no, oh, okay. no relation. They don't. They have the same inflection of voice though. No. Oh, Audrey Hepburn kind of talks uh, with a British accent. She and and uh, like. I guess Catherine Hepburn has that. What what do they call it? The screeching. I, it's funny you mention that because when she first came on, this is my first Catherine Hepburn too, and she kind of has this weird like twangy Southern accent or something. Yeah, like but it's also like it's almost like high pitched too. Like at first, like at the first minute or two, I couldn't stand her voice, and then as it went on, because her character's so likable, like, you kind of start falling. I didn't even I didn't even notice it, but like that that first minute or two, I'm like, wow, this is like the big star. I'm gonna have to put up with this voice this whole the movie, but. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, yeah, because they call it Mid Atlantic, and yeah. I, she, but she still has this kind of like something very American, but there's still mm-hmm. that Mid Atlantic. Like Cary Grant, who who doesn't have a British accent, even though he's British, mm-hmm. has been trained to talk like a stilted American. Yeah, like, but but it's it's this Mid Atlantic. It's between mm-hmm. an American and a, a British yeah. accent that a lot of the old uh, actors from the 30s and 40s and even 50s have. Like, yeah. you get a little bit of that at Grace Kelly. Um, mm. Yeah, so this the movie stars Cary Grant and and Catherine Hepburn. Was she uh, dating Howard Hughes? Not yeah. Yes, not yeah, she yeah. does date Howard Hughes. Uh, so at, she would have been in the Aviator. That's yeah, yeah. she's in the Aviator. Yeah, Kate okay. Blanchett plays her in yes. the Aviator. Huh. Um, yeah, so give a basic. Uh, we we, we kind of ran around the, the summary, but I guess we could expand on that plot. But pretty much, go ahead. Yeah, so um, it's the. Cary Grant comes back from Lake Placid on on his first vacation of his whole life, and he meets this girl, and he doesn't know anything about her family or where she's come he from. Knows nothing about her other than like, hey, I like you. Yeah, I'm in love with you. You're the I, like, mm-hmm. and they they hit it off in this kind of you know instantaneous way. way. And uh, he's gonna go meet her for the first time. And then when he gets there, they basically live in a palace. And he thinks, oh, she must just work here. So yeah. he goes around the back door mm-hmm. and really the help. They're they're one of the most prestigious families in all of all of New America. York? And and the whole movie, I guess it's like leading up to New Year's Eve, they're going to announce their engagement there. Uh, and it's like it takes place across a couple of days, but yeah. it's pretty much like him being introduced to her father. Right around Christmas. Yeah. 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 And then her, her sister and her brother, who's an alcoholic. Her sister... Who's also fantastic in this. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. good. And the, the sister, who's uh, Hepburn, who's kind of like the wild card of the, the family. The black sheep. Yeah, yeah. the black sheep. Um... But yeah, uh, we'll get into it a little bit more. Let's briefly just run through who who made it. Uh, it's directed by George is a Kukar, uh, who also did, did a couple other Hepburn Grant pictures. Uh, I haven't seen. Maybe you have Sylvia Scarlet. And so Sylvia Scarlet is the one I haven't Story. seen. Philadelphia okay. Story, which is a classic and is he, uh, unbelievably good. And then uh, he did Gaslight, which doesn't star them, but it's supposed to be great. Yeah, yeah Gaslight is pretty good, and now everyone uses the the. Phrase, yeah, yeah. Uh, Philadelphia story, um, and he did uh, uh, <laughs> Adam's Rib, which oh, okay. is a really good Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn. They made a lot of movies together. We're also a real life couple, mm. um, so he worked with Hepburn a lot. Yeah, um, and then it's, it's written by uh, we have Donald Ogden Stewart. 
uh, Auden Stewart, who did uh, the screenplay, who also wrote the Philadelphia story. Uh, I guess he apparently played the professor Nick Potter in the original Broadway. Yeah, there's a bunch play. of this because Hepburn was like the understudy of her character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the uh, the original well, it was on play. Broadway. On Broadway. Yes. Yeah, so this was originally a Broadway play uh, written by Philip Barry, who that also again wrote Philadelphia makes a story. ton of sense. It feels like it was a Broadway play. Like it takes place in like a yeah, it's like oh, it's yeah, like one or two plays. sets. The yeah. mansion is like a nice little character in this piece, but yeah. it could have been like a Broadway play. Yeah, you can see where its origins and yeah. and, and it's at Cuckoo deserves a lot of credit of making mm. it a bigger, more cinematic thing. Yeah, yeah I, I was I was telling Maddie, um, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I finally have entered the 4K world. And although this isn't a 4K disc, I've always had a smaller TV. I had like, it was like 38, 40 inches. I finally upgraded to a bigger TV. And one thing that stood out to me about this film, even though I don't know if it's like that elaborate, the sets or the, the, the direction of it, one thing you do notice, at least I really notice, is like it, it makes you feel like this mansion. You really feel the bigness, the, the largeness, size of the it, size yeah. of this mansion. Like the big pillars and stuff really stood out on on the big screen. Well, that, for me. this house that he goes to has an elevator in, yeah. in the thirties, right? And not even like a, like a one two story. It's like a four story elevator. Like go to the playroom on the fourth floor. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, sorry, and the screenplay was also done. I guess it was the two of them, Sydney uh, Buckman, who also did. Uh, Mr. Smith goes Washington, Cleopatra, and and, and and this was a remake of a 1930s movie as well. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was already yeah, made, and yeah. and only the one f- character reprises his role, Edwin uh, Edward Everett Horton, who plays the professor friend of Cary uh, Cary Grant. Oh, so he's like younger back in well, like, I, the. I think uh, in one of the original version, they were like rich, weren't they? Rich. Kind they're of rich, and they changed it for the the depression. Yeah, yeah. they felt that they it was more common. Much. Um, but I've seen him in a bunch of stuff recently. He's a great actor. He's in a, a bunch of Lubish movies. Uh, I saw him in Trouble in Paradise and Angel over the last year. Uh, great character actor. And his wife, who who's played by Gene Dixon, this is the last movie she made. She just decided she just wanted to retire and didn't do anything oh, else. Oh, wow. Just like, I'm done. And I'm, she's, I'm going to take a... Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she heard. She heard. She she took. The, she actually took like Cary Grant's like worst Like you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Like, yeah. So the the crux of it is Cary Grant wants to basically stop working. He's worked since he was ten years old. Well, he wants to. Yeah, he wants to hit the payload, which he's thinks he's, he's, he's close done. to be getting it. And then yeah, instead of like taking that money and and doing it and creating a business and stuff, he wants like no, I want to get that and just fucking go on vacation and enjoy and travel and, yeah. and yeah. find out who I am, I have like a retirement before and then worry I retire. about it. Yeah, yeah. And but her his the his fiance and retire young, work old, and especially yeah. her dad is all about like no money business. He wants them to like set him up in the bank and and get back to where even when they're they're planning their um. Uh, honeymoon. Honeymoon. He's like, well, you can mix work and honeymoon. He's got him set up like certain business transactions. I've always found he, that work and pleasure yeah. <laughs> go hand in hand or whatever. Um, but yeah, and, and uh, so obviously we've talked about Cary Grant. Uh, um, did we talk about who plays his fiance? Uh, Doris Dor- N- Nixon. Nolan. Nolan. Uh, yeah. Who right. I didn't recognize too much. She did some. She did a disaster film that you know put a juggernaut that I need to watch. That I have about a a ship. Uh, you know, disaster fo- uh, movie with a, a boat, but um, is this a prequel to take place in Lake Placid? Yeah, <laughs> she. Uh, this is the only movie I, I like. Yeah, I, I didn't kn- know she her. She did in. Do a, a whole lot. I, I guess Rita Hayworth actually tested for her role, and, but, and Ginger Rogers, I believe. Yeah, I think. Well, I think 
Was it Ginger Rogers for this one, or was Ginger Rogers? Yeah, no, Ginger Rogers, I think, was well, for, for Hepburn's role. It was G- Joan Benet and Ginger Rogers test out for her role. Also, I guess originally they were going to do Irene Dunn, who uh, starred with Cary Grant in, in The, the Awful, Awful Truth. Truth. Yeah, They were just going to move that cast over, but uh, uh, Kukar was like, kind of wanted to get H- Hepburn in. And, and Hepburn at this time is considered box office poison. poison. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. She'd had a, and, and bringing up Baby, which she made with Cary Grant, that is released around the same time also fails, yeah. which is one of the most perfect screwball comedies of all time. And it, it it's it's odd that it, like that one, it, there's a track record with them and it wasn't until Philadelphia Story, the fourth movie and the last one they made, that it actually made money. Everything else. Oh, even know. this one didn't make money? This was this was a mild like yeah I think it was yeah. considered a box office bomb I think critically mild failure it was uh, it was well received but yeah audiences didn't turn out uh, to it I think they they the one of the things they said is again because it was in the depression it's like all these people are struggling to find work who wants to go watch a movie about a guy that's like ah, I'm, I'm just French. gonna <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm gonna just get this money and go on vacation and enjoy my like he, he's basically a proto dropout character yeah, from yeah. the 60s or or now we're, we're, yeah. we're th- this period that we're in everyone's, everyone's saying that it's the great uh, uh, yeah. resignation that's what they're oh, calling this called, era like the anti-work yeah, no, movement no, no, yeah. yeah there's no one wants to work right now um <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, <laughs> the boomers. But you can, you can. But it, it is yeah. like every. If you look everywhere is hiring right now. Everyone has tons of positions, and people are like, ah, I'm kind of fine with staying home. I don't. I don't want to risk, you know, my life if I can stay at home and get. Again, we're in an era too where the pay isn't really paying for. Yeah. You know the the just your your regular survival and you're getting to work and everything. That's yeah, like, they're ah, not can... getting the Cary Grant windfall. No. Yeah, no. Here. Uh, I, I did want to mention uh, I, you. You talked. Uh, what is his name? Is it Lou Aris who plays Ayers, yeah. the brother uh, Edward Seaton Jr.? Yeah, he he's fantastic in this. He's, he's he fun. He is so charming. Everyone in this movie is so yeah, charming. I, I think yeah. that's okay. Uh, yeah, I guess what's going on on New Year's Eve? They have this like big hoity-toity party downstairs in the. Um, lobby or their ballroom and upstairs they have this giant place. party so yeah. basically Catherine Hepburn wants us to throw this small with just, engagement yeah, party just with party. the friends a of few the, friends you know. a few of your friends and and just let me do this one thing and she uh and and that's her only hope she really likes Cary Grant yeah right right away there's there's kind of this connection between them mm. they there's something there but the thing is it doesn't start off as flirtatious it's just kind of almost starts off as like a uh, ball bust she's just yeah. kind of like this guy's yeah. the greatest marry him and yeah. she's kind of well, doing everything gr- to make sure her sister doesn't mess it up there's a great scene where he goes up to the fourth floor uh, before mm. he, he meets the father and she's like ah oh, come on in do you want to uh, some apple and yeah. she's eating this apple and then he just takes a, yeah, uh, the apple awesome. and gives her back to her um you know, there, there is this like a naturalness to them uh, pretty mm-hmm. instantly. Oh. Um, yeah, so they, they do the big party. And upstairs, they're having like a tiny little party with some of the most charming guests at this party, I guess. Uh, well, it's uh, Cary Grant's two buddies. Yeah, yeah. like his uh, professor friend and his wife, who was also professor. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the potters, yeah, they not the porters. Up, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. How great is that <laughs> joke? I love the ending where like we should just name ourselves the Porters and maybe we get called the Potters. They call us the Potters. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And the brother who used to be a musician, he's playing like the banjo and singing like like Camp Town Races and all that like fun like not party music, but like and he can play the piano really well. He's got a drum kit and it seems like he's a prodigy. A slide whistle for the uh, (laughs) uh, pretentious cousins that come upstairs. Yeah, I I just want to mention his first introduction. They kind of something maybe like he kind of walks past 
past Cary Grant, and you know he's an, he's an alcoholic. They kind of said that maybe he's going to be the dick or the villain. Yeah. And they kind of changed that pretty quickly, which I thought that was a nice surprise because I thought they're going that way. And then 10 minutes mm. in the film, it's like, no, he's, you know, he's He's like, been driven to this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Him and the sister are close, and they like Grant, and, and there's like this fun kind of camaraderie between those, the, the three of them and the two uh, the two. Uh, Porters, sorry, I was going to say. Or Potter. Potter. Porters. Potters. Potters. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it's take, taking place during World War Two, right? It's before World War Two. Oh, because there's that weird scene when they do like the Hail Hitler. Yeah, so there, it's it, Hitler's that, already oh in power, in, in power, oh, okay. and, but they're not in, at war yet. Yeah, because they make that like weird joke that like because there's people that are going to bed, and th- that's what they're saying about so that. The cousins of yep. of the the family, the Seaton yeah, family, yeah, they're fun as well. Uh, they're fun, but they're also like jerks. Like, I, I think, yeah. and I think they're they're basically saying like they're not Nazi sympathizers mm. because they're able to make money and 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 believe. Yeah, they even like big like which government are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there there is a little bit of like lay, slight layer of yeah. of, of <laughs> politics and and. Uh, that's going on there, but yeah, they're they're they play the snobbish yeah, cousins so really good. really well. Yeah, I, I mean, the, and, yeah. Sorry, sorry go ahead. no, you go. Ahead. I was just gonna say it, it. It all takes place though on New Year's Eve, and you get mm. this great party within the party. Yeah, the party that you'd want to like, be the, at. the VIP party. Like, well, not VIP, but like the fun party that like you're hanging out with like the uh, the uh, maids and whatnot. You know, you go to like your friend's party and they have maids. Like, I'm gonna smoke <laughs> with the, uh, the the cooks and the caterers. And let all the other people do it. That's what's going on upstairs. Like all like the uh, the. Uh, Poor people, the fun people yeah. are upstairs. Um, yeah, yeah and they they end up having a blast. They're putting out a puppet show. Cary Grant gets to come up and he shows off his acrobatic <laughs> yeah, he's skills. Do, he's doing, he does yeah. a lot of flips in this movie. I, I guess he was, <laughs> he was an acrobat. acrobat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like Cary Grant, it almost mimics this in a way because he he came from a, a very poor family and and had to work really young and and as a up, tumbler <laughs> and then he ended up being a tumbler eventually. Oh yeah, get out of here, really. Yeah. So you you get the wait, wait, you could become Cary Grant from starting off as a tumbler. Like was he a stuntman? No, but he probably like vaudeville, right? Like I, guess I think he was in like British. Yeah, yeah, vaudeville twenties. Uh, he would have been mm. doing this. Like he was really young, and I think he's nineteen oh four. So he's playing a little bit younger than he is because he's supposed yeah. to be thirty in the movie. He's probably in his mid thirties. Still, he's still like doing backflips and all younger that than stuff. we are yeah. uh, right now, which well, is something else. I, I'm. Like in a fifty-five-year-old body, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, uh, any anything else you guys kind of wanted to to mention? No, I get yeah. like it, it is a very kind of simple plot. It's kind of like your mm. your typical rom-com. I mean, we've seen this a lot now, where you know there's like the three three way romance. He comes, but then you start seeing you know maybe something between the other two, and you know kind of where it's going to go. Like, it is kind of, you know where this is yeah. going to go. Yeah. Um, but I guess maybe at this time this was new. I'm, I'm not too sure. Or maybe it wasn't. Um, yeah, I, actually, I didn't know. I thought it might have just, uh, she might have had a change of heart. But, like, I guess the the chemistry that, like, Hepburn and uh, Grant had, you couldn't Well, I think it sets that. it up yeah. because originally when the, uh, the other daughter and, and Grant first appear you believe they're in love yeah well they're all over each other they keep saying they're in love like they keep i think that like and there's a real chemistry there's that there's that puppy love that you could hear right uh, feel right there oh god kyle's going for a second beer it's gonna get messy holiday you you guys got like some chocolate chip beer i gotta try this you're kind of hitting my sweet (laughs) spot literally um 
yeah, so I, and I think there's there are some other layers just because you get the whole it's it truly looking at what 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 makes life worth living. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the other rom-coms, they, they like to play over that fact, but it's not actually the reason why anything happens. This is actually the reason. Cary Grant is making his decisions purely based on, on how, how he the, wants the, to live. the life he wants to live. And, and, and yes, it aligns with Catherine Hepburn, Linda Seaton's ideas. You, you do get that magical scene where they're left alone in the mm-hmm. playroom. Uh, that very rom-com. And again, the weird thing is, like, they go for it, but like she kind of like, yeah, get get out of here. Yeah, uh, you love my sister. You can't can't be getting this milk for free. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say, I mean, we uh, the last Christmas episode we just did, you kind of tore apart <laughs> movies that I love. So I was kind of like, fuck Adam. Yeah, I'm gonna um, t- take this motherfucker down a notch. Um, and I will say, I I, I enjoyed this. Um, I, I, I can't tear it apart like I hope to. <laughs> I I don't I don't know if I love it as much as you. I, the one thing I do say, like I thought. Direction-wise, there is nothing that really stood out to me. I mean, we just came off of a bunch of noirs that, you know, are so well shot yeah. and you shot also. But I thought this kind of had like a very basic look to it for me, direction-wise. I mean, I guess it is a comedy rom-com. Yeah. They're probably not about the direction, but and the the only other thing is the dialogue. I really enjoy. I think the reason this movie works so well is that all the characters are great. You know, you have the two villainous kind of cousins, and then the camaraderie between the other characters. They're all great. I like them. I want to hang out with these people, but I also thought the dialogue maybe wasn't as punchy as much as I wanted. What's the What's the director that you are the writer? That Howard you Hawks. Uh, Howard Hawks, but there's also a guy who did Christmas in July. Um, oh, Preston Sturges. Preston, like yeah, like when you watch a- that movie, that the, the the way that dialogue flows, or even like some of those noirs. This film I find is kind of basic rom com dialogue. It, it, it's more of like it's just still screwball. Like, like e, old I yeah. probably would say like that's my the difference between this being like a like an un- unstoppable classic for me is that it's not bringing up baby or Philadelphia story in terms of the, the writing, even though I think the actual plotting of it is, is almost as, is as, as perfect as you can get in a type mm-hmm. of movie like this. Like rom-coms now are still wishing they could do this, do this, but what they forget is it's all about the other people. They don't, they don't want to spend some time any time with the uh, the the Potters, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't want to be in their house unless it's like say uh, Zooey Deschanel making an odd joke in the background, like, like yeah. oh, that's a, that's not the cat that I used to have. That's and then, all, like, all uh, it is now, right? Uh, like it, it's yeah. those the where you you actually get to know everyone, mm-hmm. and and really like the the scene that sticks out to me is the the scene with the brother and and she asks him uh, about being drunk. Yeah, that well, actually was really good. Uh like that that the writing in that scene is is just that's unbelievable. Uh mm. like um and Cara Grant is the most charming dude ever. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's so charming. And like he, I want to be Cara Grant. <laughs> I want to be with Cara Grant. <laughs> and he's got a lot of great lines you know, in this yeah. and and I I think that I, I I uh, like. I think I watched the awful truth, which is supposed to be him, like first becoming Cary Grant, and this is like I think him solidifying that character. Um, but uh, yeah, I keep going back to like, what's it like to get drunk, Ned? Well, I uh, how drunk? Good and drunk. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> you see, you you think clear as crystal, but every move, every situation is a problem. It gets pretty interesting, uh, and, but then it goes on to like yeah. how he—it's just 
inevitable what's going to happen if he keeps going down this he road. Knows, and the next time he has another drink, yeah, it's awesome. And where do you wind up? Where does anybody wind up? You die. That's okay too. Like the, it's so like oh my god, yeah, nihilist, but like in a great way. Um, he was the one that stood out. The first time I thought the movie, I was like, the brother is great in this, whatever. This time, he breaks my heart because I know where it's gonna go. Well, and he's he's kind of stuck. I mean, maybe with the sister getting out. Um, without spoiling too much, getting out of this this life, then maybe he'll eventually, hopefully, follow you. Hope, but there's a good chance he's gonna stuck there and just you know be the the Under dad's whipping dad's boy. Thumb, yeah, exactly. Right? Like he kind of doesn't really have too many options, or right? not make it out more yeah. than a few years. Like, yeah, if if you're if he's hitting the sauce yeah. at 11 a.m. Yeah, and, and, and waking like, up with bandages yeah, and stuff in his bedroom. Like, yeah. You know. Well, it's great. Like, well, my body was there, but I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Like he's got he he's he's fun but tragic. Yeah. Um and 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 I, I guess this is the other thing where this separates it from a normal rom com to me. They don't have that character. No. Yeah, it's true, eh? Like unless it's Adam Brody playing this character. Or it's just a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, like I I uh I, 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 for me, it's not up to their like the top of the screwball era just because it's not as screwball y. Uh, it's not His Girl Friday, which stars Cary Grant or bringing mm-hmm. up maybe like another Grant picture with Hepburn. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know if I ever like really laughed or anything. Like, this is more of a film that like I just like these characters. I like hanging out with them. I want to hang out with these people. That's kind of what I got out of it. I don't know if I got too much. Yeah, it's kind of like. Occasionally, I would like with the 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 porters. I was or the potters. Yeah, the I potters. was I was laughing. Yeah, yeah. I, I might have smiled. Yeah. yeah, he was he was charming. And so was she. Like even like when they're in that like uh, elevator, like you got my shoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's hard though. Like when someone says best comedies of all time, it's like how do you how would you put in a film like this? Yeah. Because on one hand, this is like a well made film. But you're not laughing your head off as much as you might be, like you uh, the, know. The problem with comedy is it usually doesn't age well. Like to give you the belly laugh, like it's hard to keep that yeah, belly and, laugh and going. And this, this also doesn't try to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's trying to be more naturalistic. Yeah, it's more of like a lighthearted. Yeah, rom com. I guess I don't know. Yeah, like it. Um, with with other like there's there's hints of the screwball to come. Like occasionally you get Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn doing a uh, going yeah. doing bits. She's talking about playing Macbeth or whatever. Yeah. Well, we, we never. Sorry, go ahead. Um, you but you get that uh, a bit. It's a bit of these other things. You get a bit of maybe, you know the the. Pre-war, uh, yeah, the punching Judy stuff, the pre-war paranoia. There's, there's, mm-hmm. it, it. So it, it's hard to like pinpoint, but it doesn't really go into all of those things all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the rom-com, like that's not the main driver of most of the movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's him making the decision yeah. about his life. Yeah. Um, one thing we we haven't really talked about is, is the father who is. I I know I enjoyed him in this. Is, oh yeah, he's great. He's in this. not like a despicable. You don't hate the guy. No, he's, he's just, just a guy. Cold, that, yeah, which you get. Well, I don't even know if he's cold. Like he's very. He loves his. He loves his kids. Kids, but he has a viewpoint in, yeah. in life, and it's it, he's a realist. Yeah, mm. this is how life works. You can see his vantage point as well. Like they don't make him a villain. Yeah. No, like at at, the, at first he's kind of like against it, but he warms up to Cary Grant pretty quick. 
pretty quickly how after, which not? how could you not? Yeah. But again, like that's something normally if this was a rom-com, he would be the villain throughout the film that's kind of mm-hmm. that's true. stopping it. Whereas yeah. this one, again, that's the one thing I did like about this one. You know, the brother comes out and they're like, ah, oh, he, he's going to be the guy that... He's going to be a dick. Uh, the guy that's the kink in, the, in the, the, the wheel that's a problem for Cary Grant. And it's like, no, they're... T- Next scene, they're they're buddies and they're getting along. And then the dad, it's like, oh, he's they set up, oh, he's he's being yeah. pricked him. And then like the next scene, it's like, no, he's warmed up to Cary Grant. Like you said, who wouldn't be? Like I, I do like that. It's it goes ideology against, that, yeah. that actually yeah. decides things, not people yeah, all being. These re- are actually like dimensional. Like they're not just oh, yeah. evil. Like everyone actually has like a layers. A you point could, that you get. Somebody could watch this movie, even yeah. though it's it definitely like sides with Cary Grant and and Catherine yeah. Hepburn's side. But somebody could watch this movie and and be that pragmatic person. And go, no, I want to. I'm with her. Yeah, that, that makes like, sense. Like, you should keep well, working. I with do you. enjoy money, so I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Going on vacation. What is? This? I can have a house right when I'm married. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> with help. Cool. I even get the impression, like at that point in that scene, without spoiling too much, like the dad is almost kind of like, like I almost feel like he's like, no, like you, you guys can work this out. Like stay with Cary Grant. Like I don't, you know. Yeah, just just go on your honeymoon that I'm I'm arranging for you. I'm yeah, making all your magical yeah. rom- romantic moments right now. I, that yeah. seems so cool, but he actually like shows his life kind of like being laid out before him like oh, i'm gonna give you guys a year two years and then yeah then i'm getting up then he sees it like okay no no i will never get yeah. out from under you if i agree to this i'm locked because this is it you actually you see him doing the math a little bit in his head too yeah, that was a good scene um yeah i don't know do you guys have anything else or do you guys want to give your rating or yeah we can just do the right yeah I'm, I'm i'm good good with that well, what are you giving I, this? I'll, I'll go first so yeah, I, I I enjoy this movie. I don't think it really changed or moved up the ladder for me, but it's still something... Like, I watched this just a year ago, and I was really, really happy to watch it again. I'm yeah. going to give it 8.5. Yeah, I was going to give it 8. Oh, okay. I really enjoyed this uh, one. I'm just going to go 7 on this one. Yeah. Sorry, no maniac. Oh, but, okay. uh, no, I, I, I did enjoy it again. I'm mm-hmm. a little bit of a harder raker, but... Um, yeah, I, it's one of those films, like, it's kind of like this lighthearted, you have a smile on your face. I but, feel I could watch this... A bunch more times. Yes, I, I like that's that. See, I don't, I don't know. I didn't mm. know if I got that. I, I kind of got like I enjoyed it, and I would probably watch it again. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, there's other films I would rather watch that. I don't know this one. This one, I just felt there's not enough to it. I wanted something more to like really. Yeah, like to yeah. make it me excited to watch it again. I was kind of mm. like that was fun. It, it's kind of like the chef of the nineteen. Whenever this yeah. came out, no, I, it's I, like you I, put I on your, your smile for an hour and a half, yeah. and then yeah, for me, like you're getting one of the like I think a quintessential hangout movie, yeah, um, and yeah. and a, and a play like a screen like a screenplay and a plot, mm-hmm. like there's a reason why people have been trying to make this move movie again for eight Ages. years, yeah. Uh, because it's one. Have, of, have they remade this? Well, it's like everyone's used the devices of, of course, this, but, they've but they but they usually done like leave a, out sections. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is. A, well, there is a, one remake. Of, yeah. there, well, there is the holiday, which has nothing to do with this. Nothing. It's oh like that three-hour Christmas movie. I think there's something in the forty. It might have been a radio yeah. play actually that was a, a direct remake. But but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I, I love yeah. this. I could I, I could easily watch this again. I, I guess the plot is there, but like mostly you're hanging out with these characters. This is why you like this? Yeah, movie Yeah, it's like so a Linklater much. movie. Yeah. You're not going to watch Days and Confused because yeah. the the plot's great or yeah. whatever. Um, and and I I've not that the, the mm. very different kind of movie. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Less but like it's it's a similar thing. It's the the vibe of hanging out with these people. Like everybody you want to hang out, and and there's a little bit more depth than just like mm. a standard. 
uh, rom-com. And, and it's most of it is not the rom-com. Yeah, because, again, if this was a rom-com, she would go on the... Sa- uh, spoilers? She would go on the sailing trip. Yeah. If it was a rom-com, like, yes, uh, screw everything. I love you. And that would be it. <laughs> yeah, it would be much, much easier. I don't know. I, yeah. I think it, it follows the rom-com. Yeah. I think this is how any rom-com even now would end. The end, maybe, but yeah. nothing before that, because all the decision-making doesn't have to do with anything with them. No. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. The decision is made by a, a factor that... Outside. Outside of ro- romance. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, he's not doing this because of Hepburn. He's makes a, he makes his decision whether that uh, yeah. relationship is happening or not, right? And... and and well, he still wants that event, but it's it's much more complex. It's much more real, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy that it's 1938 and there there is a complexity to what's going on. And yeah, yeah like I think about like when the the Potters first show up at the party, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, do I'll do that again. Or when he goes first up to the playroom, yeah, yeah. I'll watch all that yeah. those scenes yeah. again. Um, and and I think that's that that for me is 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 probably the one thing. You're, uh, Kyle is the tough raider, but I'm the tough rewatcher. Well, I don't know. I, I say don't... I'm the tough raider, but I give like Chuck Norris movies an eight and a half. <laughs> I, I, I was, yeah, I'm more entertained by that kind of stuff than this. But overall, I guess. like you rate harder than we, like we have more movies that are yeah, above yeah. Uh, a certain rating than you do. And probably. again, yeah, seven for me is good. Like I enjoyed this; it was good. I just mm-hmm. I needed something a little bit more out of it. I guess I wanted like maybe more punchy, memorable dialogue. Something, something that really like, oh, I can't wait to. Again, there, yeah, there's some scenes that put a smile on my face, and I'm like, you know, I, I would watch the Potters again. Some of their stuff was great, but like, there wasn't too many. Like, I don't know if I can name five scenes that were like those were amazing scenes, kind of thing. It was kind of the whole thing. I just smiled throughout. I guess that's yeah. There's yeah, there's still a, good. I but can, I, yeah, I could definitely pick up five. Yeah, scenes I was thinking, right I was actually the same thing. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, it, but. I, I, it'll be interesting. Like, as you guys haven't, like, this is first Catherine Hepburn movie, mm-hmm. first George Cukor movie, too, as well. I, I will say it did wrap up awfully quick. But All, I guess that a lot is of the movies like, wrap the, uh, up. Like, they, yeah. they're like, okay, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the Preston Sturges it's, it's, movies. It's on you. Like, hey, figure this out from here. Yeah, Just, we don't, we're not yeah. giving you anything. But I, I think it wrapped yeah. up at the perfect time. I don't know if yeah, I yeah, yeah. want to see more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of like, all right, where's it going to go? And they're like, oh, it's a strange yeah, rhythm. Yeah. We don't get yeah. that rhythm though usually anymore, mm-hmm. where like the movie just fucking ends. There. Well, I guess since like the seventies, I was even thinking about like French Connection. Like that movie just like ends. Like that's true off screen. <laughs> so yeah. But I, World's End, which yeah. I was talking about earlier. Yeah. After that, there's a whole section after the events where they talk about the next events. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't happen in in 1938. No. It's just like wrap up. Yeah. Yeah, either. I mean, I, I'm curious. I want to check out uh, Philadelphia Story and, and bring up. Maybe I've heard good things about both of those. So I rate okay. both of those higher. Yeah, this is definitely something like it. It encouraged me to want to see those. It wasn't like ah, I'm not going to bother with those. Like I definitely, I'm curious to see more. Is um, Philadelphia sure. Story about AIDS? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Stewart has a lot of. AIDS. He he plays the Tom Hanks character in this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Do we need? I don't think we need to get into spoilers. No, is, I, is there anything pretty... you guys needed to talk about? No, spoilers? no, I, I don't, I don't think, think so. Um, cool. Is that it then? For I think that's it for twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, fun choice and kind of again something that I probably might not have searched out if you didn't choose it. So that's why I mean that's why I love doing this show. It gets me watching shit that's out of my wheelhouse, and, and the, uh, usually I, I 
I'm, I'm, come out enjoying it. So, um, anyways, guys, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Movie City Maniacs. Again, if you can leave a review there and whatever streaming service, that'd be great. Uh, if you want to uh, find us on Facebook, we got the Movie City Maniacs. We got the group I, page. I just, just said oh, that. did you? <laughs> All right. You can find us on uh, moviecitymaniacs <laughs> at gmail.com. And, and uh, we're on Instagram, uh, Movie City Maniacs. I was City hoping Maniacs. you were going to say, and you can find us on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on yeah. Facebook. We have a group page and a like page. You guys want to take out 2021 behind the back shed and put two bolts in the back of 2121's head? Yeah, I'm ready for 2022. Yeah. Um, 2020 was at least kind of like, ooh, this is all new. Yeah, new and sexy. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this is this is the end of 2021, guys. We'll be back uh, again strong in 2022. We got lots of uh, exciting uh, episodes uh, coming to you. So, um, yeah, I guess this is the end. We'll be back. Stay scared. Bye. <laughs>